In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A few years ago, there was a bombing at a church in Tanta, Egypt, during their Palm Sunday celebration. An interviewer spoke with the priest, and here's what he reported. Here's the quotation from the priest. What can I say? Thank God. That's all. That's all that the priest had to say. What can I say? Thank God. That priest was celebrating the Lord's Supper that Sunday. His son and at least 26 other people were killed when a suicide bomber attacked during the Palm Sunday service. At least 17 were killed as a second suicide bomber attacked a church in Alexandria a couple of hours later. What can I say? Thank God. Of all the things this father could have said, that was perhaps the least likely probably the most difficult. Why do you suppose he was grateful? Grateful to be alive? It's hard to imagine a parent who, at the death of a child, would thank God for being left alive. Perhaps he was patient, like Job, who refused to curse God and instead confessed, the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away, Blessed be the name of the Lord. But even Job, whose blamelessness is heralded in the Bible, Job finds that his patience wears thin. He is finally drained of his gratitude as his understanding, his reason, is at odds with the will of God. Maybe that priest... Maybe he was echoing Jesus. In our gospel lesson today, St. John paints a picture so familiar you might have missed its vivid cruelty. Jesus is having supper with his disciples, and he knows that the hour is at hand. His hour is at hand. The hour of his betrayal. He knows that he is to be betrayed, he knows who will betray him. He knows that everyone will abandon him. He knows that he will be delivered into the hands of men, just as it was written of him. He knows that all the blood shed by goats and calves and bulls and sprinkled everywhere on everyone and every holy thing under the Old Covenant, that was nothing in comparison, just a shadow, a foretaste, of what was about to happen to him, of the shedding and sprinkling of his blood. And yet, in the middle of all of that, Jesus thanked God, as Paul tells us. On the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread and blessed it, and he took the cup and gave thanks. And he said to the disciples, This is my body, this is my blood, given and shed for you. And he thanked God. He could look down into his hands, holding the bread and the cup, and see 
the very price that he was about to pay for our sins. He held before the disciples the body and blood that he would offer in sacrifice. He invited them not just to look at or contemplate his suffering and death. He gave it to them to be tasted and eaten. And he knew that he would be betrayed. He knew that he would be abandoned. And he knew that even they, his closest friends, the ones to whom he had given himself, his body and blood, they would disavow him. They would disavow that body and blood. Not only were they with Jesus, as the people in the court of the high priest suspected of Peter, and not only had they dined with Jesus, but he fed them his body and blood. And he had drawn closer to them than was ever possible. And yet, they would pretend that it had never happened. Jesus knew all of this. And he knew that you and I would be guilty of the same. And yet, handing his body and blood over to his disciples, handing his body and blood over to you and me, he gave thanks. Who can do that? Who can thank God in the middle of suffering and death? Those Christians in Egypt learned that Palm Sunday several years ago, they learned what it was like to be in the middle of suffering and death. It's hard to imagine what a fearful experience it would have been simply to go to church knowing what violence had taken place. There were pictures of the bombed churches in Egypt in the news afterwards. And looking at them, you couldn't miss all of the blood. It was everywhere this conspicuous deep red in pools on the ground and sprinkled everywhere and on everyone, on the columns and walls and windows and dripping down the backs of pews. For most people reading the news in those days, those pictures satisfied some morbid curiosity. Hopefully for others there was some pity aroused. But for the church, for the church the sight of blood does something else. The sight of blood calls to mind sacrifice. The sacrifices of Israel, blood sprinkled everywhere. The Passover lamb with blood painted on the doorposts and lintels. And then Christ, the Lamb of God, standing before his disciples with his blood of the new covenant, about to be shed for the forgiveness of sins. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, that priest... When he thanked God, maybe he was echoing Jesus. Maybe he was echoing Jesus because at the horrifying sight of all that blood, he gave thanks. Maybe he gave thanks because he knew that this is what it means to be the body of Christ. Maybe he gave thanks because he knew that although he had lost a son, the noble army of martyrs still praises God. He knew that to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Maybe he knew that the body of Christ is glorified in suffering and death. Maybe he gave thanks because he knew that when Jesus entered once for all into the holy places, 
not with the blood of animals, but with his own blood, he secured an eternal redemption for us. Maybe this priest gave thanks because, seeing the body of Christ persecuted and wounded and bleeding, he was reminded that that is precisely how Christ's body saved us. Today marks the beginning of a three-day service. The Triduum, it's called, a three-day feast of thanksgiving. That's what the church does when it worships God. It gives thanks. We offer sacrifices of thanksgiving. And we do that precisely by receiving from God the very things for which we are thankful. There is no better way to give thanks than to receive the gift, the forgiveness of sins, life and salvation, vindication over suffering and death. And here, in this three-day service, we learn the answer to the question, who can be grateful in the middle of suffering and death? What's the answer? Christ can. And so can his body, the church. What can we say? Thank God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.